ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our phone lines brought to you this hour by White Claw are open at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line is open as well, 304-523-2275. we got a lot to get into. We've got Marshall basketball to talk to you about. We're going to do that with you in a second. But Saturday, it was a good day and a bad day for me. Thundering Herd, of course, fall on the road. But the Bengals win over the Titans in the divisional round, 19-16. to And going to the division championship, AFC championship, Logan Wilson's interception of Ryan Tannehill set up rookie Evan McPherson's 52-yard game-winning field goal. As time expires, here's how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. It's on its way. It is good! Coffin nails! Bam! 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 That is unbelievable! 54 and 52 at the gun! That is unrealism right there. And the Bengals advance to the final four AFC Championship game, Dan. That is, of course, the broadcast duo of Dave Lapham and Dan Horde. Of course, um, Dave Lapham, legendary, legendary Cincinnati Bengals commentator, former player. I tell you, it was exciting to hear that. I was in the car, by the way. I'm coming back from after getting wrapped up with what we were doing with Marshall. We had our Marshall game, uh, post-game coverage on 93-7, the dog. So that game was over uh, you know, on um, Cats 4th, 93-3 and 13-40. And, of course, right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. So, you know, I'm getting back in the car. Okay, I got to I got to. Do some things real quick. I got to get home, but okay, I got the game. I can listen to it. And I get back in the car right as that moment happens. And so I get to hear the Bengals win, go to the AFC Championship game. Uh, I did get to watch the Chiefs game against the Bills yesterday. So not all was lost. I got to watch that. That was a fantastic game. But we will talk about that later. One thing that uh, Joe Burrow said on Saturday, which I think he's got everybody believing. He honestly has everyone behind him. There's been this whole narrative that the Bengals are the underdog, that this stuff is amazing because the Bengals are the underdog. They shouldn't maybe be here. You know, no, Joe Burrow is tired of that underdog narrative. I'm tired of the underdog narrative. We're a really, really good team. We're here to make noise and you know, teams are going to have to pay attention to us. We're, like I said, a really good team with really good players and coaches, and we're, we're coming for it all. When's the last time a quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals had that kind of swagger and could back it up? It's one thing to say, hey, we want to come out here, we'll win. It's another thing. He's like, look, we're here to make noise. We're not the underdog. We are the best team in the AFC. We're going to the Super Bowl. Get on this bandwagon now. And if they don't get there this year, they're still early, but I'm not thinking that way. They've got to take on the Chiefs. They've done it once. 
got to do it again. This time you got to go to Kansas City to win that one. Should be fun. We'll have that game for you on Sunday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And on, of course, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Now, on to the men. Thundering Herd on Saturday. Tough one again. I don't know what's going on. What does Marshall need to do other than hit shots to win games? What does Marshall have to do to win games? Now, um, back in the studio, they're telling me I don't have cut three. I think we do. Go ahead and hit cut three. Dan D'Antoni talking about, you know, this team just can't ask them to play any harder. I can't ask them to play any harder. They played as hard as they could possibly play. Although defensively, we were more intact with everything. Seemed a lot more compact. We went back to our old way that we've always done since I've been here. I thought that was better. And fellas, there's nothing anybody can do. We can't play any harder. We can't coach any better if you don't put the ball in the basket. And the bottom line is you cannot shoot. And they're not bad shots. We can't shoot for the game. 30 seven and 14 can't do it you're not gonna win games and uh i can't say they were bad shots they're good shots good as what they're taking we don't put the find a way to get it in the hole i don't think anyone's questioning that they're playing hard that's a fair statement i don't think anyone's questioning that is is their heart out there are they are they playing hard do they want to win of course they want to win of course they want to play hard. Of course. That's not in question. Is Marshall doing everything in his capability to win? Yeah, honestly, I think um, I think it, it's yes, actually. I think they're doing everything in their capability to win. I just don't know if they have the capability to win right now. That's the question. Can they do what Coach wants them to do? And he wants them to hit shots, outside shots. So we'll break that stat down for you a little bit later on what that game looked like. The one number you need to circle, though, is the three-point numbers. Three of 21 from the three-point line. So that's what Marshall was able to do on Saturday against FAU. But we have more, we have more to talk about. We have positive Marshall basketball because the Thundering Herd in action had to go to overtime by the way, to do it. The women getting it done at the Cam Henderson Center. You go to overtime and you think, okay, this is not going to be pretty here. You know, Marshall's had some issues as of late in this game. You know, maybe, maybe not the best offensive output for the women in a contest. We've seen better. And then Marshall goes into that fourth quarter gives up two more than they make. So it was a 12-10 fourth quarter. Got to go to overtime. What's Marshall do? 13 unanswered points and wins the game 57-44. And you would think, oh, man, this is amazing. Came back, got it done. Tony Kemper, he didn't question their effort either. But he basically said, look, we did not play well on offense. We did not play good on offense. Um, I, I'm not actually sure we played bad. I thought we moved the ball pretty well all day, and then it just ended up with a, a miss at the end of it for much of the day. Um, 
you know, we went over our stats at halftime and it was bad. I'm not sure it got any better through the second half until overtime. And, um, you know, there's a, if your team is like that, I mean, it's a, it's a basketball, it's a life lesson. Like if you can stay steady through that kind of storm, when you want to perform well, you're at home. Uh, we, had a, we had a great crowd. I think there were more today than the other day, and we appreciate that. And they want to play well. And, uh, you know, it just never really clicked for us on the offensive until overtime. But, but we played extremely hard all day. I thought we were very sound in what we were trying to do with FAU. And, uh, and when it broke, it broke. And, uh, you know, Bree Furby hit a big shot. We were pretty good down the stretch getting the ball where we wanted to. Um, and, you know, I'm just really proud of them. Tony Kemper with the victory. So the women are doing well. The men are not. So what do you think? We're going to break this men's game down a little bit more. We'll take your text, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. It was an interesting postgame on Saturday. I have one texture right after nine games losing with the same offensive game plan. You have to start looking at other ways to score. Just don't believe he, talking about Dan, can really adjust styles. He's coached a long time. I would hope he's capable. I'm not questioning his coaching ability. But he believes in a way. He feels that it's the right way. He just needs to get it to work with the players he has. And he's not questioning their effort. I'm not questioning their effort. But is it too early for the text? I got a text on on Saturday. I'm going to share it with you that I wasn't really thinking I was going to get this kind of text. The texter wrote me, fire Dan. Teams look flat. Can't win when everyone isn't on the same page. You see the frustration from players like Kenzie and Taylor. So I'm already getting the fire Dan D'Antoni text. Is it? Is it time for that? Am I going to see that from you today? Where are we at? So I'm kind of going to take your temperature here. Where's the thundering herd as we speak? Uh, we're going to talk Bengals as well. I got a texter who was, uh, I like these kind of texts. Texter wrote, he said, Joe is a real quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joe's a real quarterback. Is he a young Tom Brady? That's a good question. He's got a chip on his shoulder for sure, but the, it's a different chip. Tom wasn't taken overall number one. Different chip there. Swagger though, I like. I like the swagger. Still got to go out and prove it though. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to crown him just yet. He's got to go out there and prove it. He's got to win the AFC Championship game. He's got to go out there win the Super Bowl, and then we can start talking about how good he is as far as some of the greats. And it's still early in his career. I'll take a young Tom Brady for sure. But he's got to go out there and win some games. Got to win some. Got to get them over the hump. I mean, next year is going to be even better, I think. Here's a Bengals team that has purpose. You thought they were good this year, and if they win the Super Bowl, that's even better. What about next year when they go ahead and get him an offensive line? He got sacked in that game nine times and still won the game. What happens when Joe Burrow isn't running for his life or he's flat on the ground? Nine times he was sacked. I am making sure, if I wasn't this year, I'm definitely making sure next year or this upcoming draft, there's going to have to be some protection. And 
if I'm an offensive lineman, free agent offensive lineman right now, I'm looking at Cincinnati like, hey, I could do something there for you. What do you think? I mean, if you're a top-level free agent offensive lineman, there might be an opportunity for you in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow's a guy that players want to play with. He's a guy that has confidence, not cocky, but confidence, and he makes you believe. And he goes out there and he backs it up. And he seems like he's a player's player. He doesn't come out there as a, as a prima donna. I don't think he's going to be blaming anybody on his team for anything that happened. I'm not naming names. I'm not saying that it happens in the National Football League where everyone's a professional. What I'm saying is I don't think this is the guy that's going to come out and say, yeah, my offensive line let me down or my running back let me down or the defense let us down. I don't think he's going to say that at all. That's not him. So that's why I love him as a as a quarterback. I think the Bengals finally got it right, and they're continuing to put it together. We'll see. I'm not going to be sad. Okay, that's a lie. I will be sad if the Bengals lose on Sunday to the Chiefs. 3 o'clock. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So where are we going on this show? We're going to talk a little bit more Bengals with you, or we're going to talk a little herd with you. I'll let you guys guide it a little bit. The text line is 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. More coming up. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm at the Union Pub and Grill, by the way, where the Monday special, every every time I'm down here, it hasn't changed. It's $1.50 bottles. It's $2 call shots. And it's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Don't forget every Monday, Union Pub and Grill, the Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. This might be the place to watch the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Of course, we got the AFC Championship game coming up on Sunday. Then we're going to have the, the Pro Bowl. Then we're going to have the Super Bowl. This might be the place you need to come to because if the Bengals are in, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to pallet swap a few things up here. I'm I need to have a word with the proprietor Herb Stanley. Where's the Bengals gear up in here? I mean, this is a great place if you love Marshall, and I love Marshall. But I need to see some Bengals gear up here in the Union Pub and Grill. Uh, I see a Tennessee jersey. You know, I see Herb's uh, extensive collection of herd memorabilia. Uh, I'm gonna have to look around. I see. I see Marshall National Championship banner here, jersey. Of course, I see a lot of other fun things. I just don't see any Bengals gear. So I'm going to need to talk to Herb. But don't you worry. This will be a great place to watch the Super Bowl or any any game that's coming up here. And, of course, the Monday special again, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. It's only at the Union Pub and Grill. Texter writes, this team needs to get out of – their own way. The season is epitomized by the one play where we stole the ball in a close game and the player dribbled the ball off of his teammate's foot out of bounds at the other end of the court. The team then fell apart. Texter writes, this is a long one, but it's a goodie. I have to agree with you. Herd fans want to see the team battle every year for the conference title. I agree with that. That uh, That's what you want to see. You want to see the team battle. Texter con- continues, we all know that ship has sailed. 
Her fans, please stay positive and supportive. This is why when I watch the games, I'm thinking we have the best team and talent on the floor. I don't feel we are losing the games because we're getting outplayed or outcoached. Everyone knows it's because we're struggling and missing wide-open shots. We're beating ourselves. If the team had a high shooting percentage behind the arc, I believe we could have won most of our games. It's good to see that our bigs and bench are getting a lot of playing time and gaining experience. We all should be excited because by the end of the season, our bench will be deep and some might say the best in the league. Our starters should have their touch and stroke back against those very same teams. We have been losing by 10 points too. So again, I told you, long text, but hey, well thought out. It continues. We make three, four more three-point shots. Our record's much better. And we all are happy with Dan. I would like to see buyers get more minutes, but can't wait to see this team play in conference tournament. Go her. That is Holmes. Look, if you write me a long, complex text and it's good, I'll read it. Don't, don't you worry. Short text, long text, if it's good, you get it on the air. And you can do so as well. 304-523-2275. 304 523 So here are some of the problems that need to be fixed for the Thundering Herd. It's real simple. Shooting. Shooting. That's it. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. Shooting. Let's look at let's look at the defense here. For for example, blocks. In maybe not a good night for Marshall, but a couple of blocks there. Steals had eight steals, two blocks. That's compared to FAU, two blocks and six steals. So Marshall, you know, inching up that category. Seven assists, eight. Okay, yeah, about even there. Eighteen. Of, Piece on the fouls. Okay. Let's look at some of the other numbers from that game. And Dan's already putting this one behind him. We're looking back at it. But he's already moved on. I mean, I'm sure he's looked at film study. They're doing film study today, by the way. Yeah, when I catch up with Dan earlier, part of his uh, presser, you know, the one thing that um, was evident was, you know, they're doing film study today. Uh, Andrew Taylor, he had eight points, four of 13 from the field. Goran Milodinovic had six points, two of four from the field. David Early, six points, two of seven from the field. Obina Anachili Killen, two points, one of four from the field. Chase McKee, 0 of one from the field. Darius George, 12 points, five of seven from the field. Then Kyle Braun was four, one of four from the field, three points. And uh, Amaric Toussaint, one of one, two points. He's out there also eight minutes. Had a couple offensive rebounds. Had a couple of turnovers, though, eight minutes. Got to get him out there more, I think. The three-point line. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention Tavion Kinsey's number. 7 of 21. 21 points. 1 of 5 from the three-point line. Let me go down the list. Here's the problem. 3 and 21, you're not going to win games. Shooting 3 of 21 from the three-point line. 0 of 5 from Andrew Taylor. 0 of 2 for David Early. 1 of 5 from Tavion Kinsey. 1-3, Jarius George. 1-4 for Kyle Braun. Obina had was 0-2. 3 of 21. Now, if Marshall could maybe pass up the three-point shot, go for a better-looking two-point shot, is that in the DNA of this team? Or are these shots that Marshall's taking from the three-point line in the estimation of the coaching staff and the players, the best available shot. Is that 
ultimately what's happening here is the team taking what it feels is the best available shot, the best look, and it's just not going in. Because if you take away that 3-21 and 21 from the three-point line, I think you got a better shooting team here than you give them credit for. I mean, you look at what they did for the game percentage-wise, 23 of 62, that's 37.1%. But I can't ding them too much on that because the three-point line is killing them. Three of 21 for 14.3%. So if they don't shoot all those threes, that field goal percentage goes up. And I think those are better, more efficient shots. But again, that's the style that's being played these days. Marshall is a three-point team full of shooters. But you got to hit those. You don't hit those, you're not going to win. You're not going to win whatsoever. Instead, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you know, games are going to get magnified because if you're not hitting those shots, and Marshall lost by 11. You hit a few more of those, or you find a couple more inside shots. we got a different game altogether. The free throw line, ultimately not the deciding factor here. 11 of 14 for the Herd, 14 of 19 for FAU. Inside the paint, Marshall, 28 points. FAU had 36. Points off turnovers, though. Here's a big one, 13-5 in favor of FAU. Second chance points, 12-8 in favor of FAU. Fast break points, not even worth mentioning, but I will. 5-3 in favor of FAU. Bench points, 23-17 in favor of FAU. And here's the takeaway from this. Marshall had a lead in this game. That's one thing you gotta you got to look at this game. Marshall had a lead in this game. All right. We're going to, of course, get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. Toll free is 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. The text line is open. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. I do need to apologize. Marshall did have a lead in that FAU game. It was one point lead. It was the FIU game. Marshall had a little bit more substantial lead. So, still, this is a team that um, having difficulties scoring in certain places, and Marshall's not going to be able to dig itself out of too many holes, even though Marshall did go on a run. Not only down by one going into half, so there was opportunity for the Thundering Herd. Texter writes, guards outside, boys playing hard, but can't shoot the ball. What do you do? Get in the opposing player's face. Don't give them a three. Main thing, invisible post players, big boys, where are they? Who coaches them? Who gets paid to teach them how to be a presence in the paint? Big boys, do something foul out there. Be there. Can't score? Be Bill Lambeer, an enforcer inside. 
Got to have somebody inside, right? Got to have a big guy inside. I'm not opposed to that. Bill Lambeer was fun. He was fun to watch back in the day for some of the use that don't remember Bill Lambeer. Uh, basketball was tough back then. I hate saying that. Basketball was tough back then. I feel like, okay, I'm not that old, but basketball when I was watching the NBA a lot more than I am today was a lot more physical. Players today, they might be super athletic, but, boy, don't go up against some of those teams. You see LeBron playing against the Detroit Pistons. Could you imagine that? See, that's my, that what that's what I'm thinking here is the problem here. Basketball was a tougher sport. I mean, they're, they're athletes and they're tough. I'm not taking anything away from them, but could you imagine LeBron James and those Lakers teams of his now and those Miami Heat teams and those Cleveland Cavalier teams? you imagine them going up against the Detroit Pistons? They get beat up. LeBron would have to take some um, some maintenance days to get over that. They did not play you easy, and I think that's what one this texture is saying. Look, yeah, we need some toughness on this team. All right, let's go to the phones. Eight seven seven four two zero talk. Eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. Junior's up on ESPN ninety four point one at AM nine thirty. What's happening, Junior? Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. I think you're right on the basketball. Which point? I think uh, we're just rushing shots and not taking it to the hole again. And not playing uh, very good defense, but uh, that's not Danny's fault. The team's got to do it on the floor. Dan can only do so much. But should he be emphasizing maybe, look, if you're not seeing the three-point shot that you want? I mean, he's saying that these are good shots and they're not making them. I'm almost of the mindset, and again, he's more experienced coaching basketball than I am. So take it, what, yeah. take it for what you will. But I would go in and try to find an easier two-point shot. I would go with the. You can do that. Yeah, go inside. Make them stop you inside. Make them pack in a little bit. Maybe you'll get some more open shots that you can take. I don't know what the answer is going to be because, yeah, I like, well, I like the inside game. I I am more of a fan, and I know he wants to play a fast-paced, entertaining, fun style of basketball, and I get that. I get that completely. You want to go and be entertained. This is entertainment after all. This isn't life and death. This is entertainment. But at the same time, uh, the job of the head coach is to win games. Plain and simple. The, the players are on scholarship. It's not like the pros where you're paid to win and you're paid to coach victories. It's a little different, but still. yeah, I would find a way to, to maybe adjust things a little bit if you can. If you can, can you go inside or let's find out. Can you go inside a little bit more? Can you take a couple more, you know, higher percentage shots? If the three-point shot's the best available option, you take it, right? But if there's a better two-point option inside, maybe you need to work it in a little bit more. I don't have the answer. And, again, if, I am, if I am not the coach. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if you got something that's open two-point, take it. If there's nothing open inside, take it outside, sure. And, but, uh, you know, he, he loves the threes, but he might be able to adjust to the twos to leave us, you know, let us stay in the ball game. Uh, you know, take the twos whenever uh, you're open instead of the threes. Because the threes are hard to do. Some of them will make them, and some of them won't. Yeah, if you can, if you can hit them more consistent basis, keep it up. And I get yeah. the old adage: you know, shooters got to shoot. You got to, you can't tell them to be afraid to take a shot. And I understand where he's coming from talking about that. And again, yeah, let me qualify this by saying he has coached more basketball than I have. So, you know, it's not as if he doesn't know what he's talking about. But as an outside observer, someone watching this. You know, I would rather see the herd take shots that are higher percentage and maybe keep these games closer. Yeah, keep these games closer. Yeah, Go inside to set up the outside shot instead of uh, setting up the outside shot to go inside. I don't know. I I think I would work it in more to try try to prove that you can go inside and, and maybe, you know, they'll play a little bit more honest. And he made some points today also. Everybody knows what Marshall's going to do now because he's right. This is more of a common system that the teams run. It's yeah. just Marshall, if Marshall was hitting, you know, if Marshall was hitting these shots, you know, we would have nothing but praise right now. This would be, you know, this Marshall's got a great team hitting all these shots because Marshall hasn't been necessarily blown out of the gymnasium. It hasn't been... You know, okay, a 20-point loss, a 30-point loss. These have been games where if Marshall made a few more shots, got a couple more stops, made a a few more shots, you know, we're talking about a different outcome here altogether. And instead, Marshall has not yet won a game in conference play, and Middle Tennessee is not going to be an easy game. I think Marshall can beat Middle Tennessee, but it's not going to be an easy victory. No, it's not. Uh, But uh, they can do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. If they can put it together, because ultimately you're in Conference USA, so what does that mean? That means that you will only get to the NCAA tournament if you had a tremendous season and lost your tournament championship game or you get the automatic bid. I mean, this is not a multiple-bid league in Conference USA. It's it's a solid league. It's not a multi-bid league. If Marshall can win the conference tournament, that's what Dan's gearing for. He's shooting for that. Marshall could win all of them in regular season, lose the tournament, maybe get an at-large, maybe. But the avenue to get into the tournament is the the conference tournament. You want to get to the NCAA tournament, you got to win the conference tournament. That's what he's gearing for. He said these games uh, really, with the uh, covert court round, he said they really don't really count until you get into the tournament. I, think, I mean, a conference tournament. Yeah, I think they all count. I mean, they, they count. But yeah. the Hurt fans, if Marshall gets into the tournament, Marshall fans will be more forgiving. The ones that are, you know, maybe not happy with where it's at right now. You know, you've got fans that are on board with this team no matter what, and you love fans like that. And then you got fans that are saying, look, you know, we're not happy with the way this is going. We still love Marshall, but we're not happy with the way this is going. 
and you got to you got to appease everybody. Just about you have to. I mean, you can't oh, say, yeah. "Look, you're wrong." Hey, thanks. You're here supporting us. You're a true fan. You guys that are not supporting us, you're not true fans. I don't know if that. I don't know if that works. Everybody's a fan. I'm a fan of Marshall. You're a fan of Marshall. Yeah, there's no. I'm a better fan than you. I don't think so, anyway. Well, for that texture who uh, put that text on me Friday, uh, he's entitled. He or she's entitled to his own opinion. That's what sports talk is all about. Yes, sir. And you know what? At the end of the day, Uh-oh. it's um, it's sports. At the end of the day, it's sports. I will let you go, and uh, let's keep the Hootay train going. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's Junior calling in. Yeah, it's the end of the day, it's sports. Now, sports are fun, <laughs> and it's fun to talk. It definitely is, but at the end of the day, uh, we all have opinions, and that's the kind of the deal here. That's the focus of what we do. We all have opinions, and we'll take yours at 304-523-2275. And toll free, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The White Claw phone lines, White Claw. Hard seltzer made pure. Coming to you today live from the Union Pub and Grill, I'm your host Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. One final time today from the Union Pub and Grill, Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking your phone calls up until 6 o'clock at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, our toll-free number to be a part of the program. Text line is open as well, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We're going to have fun this week. Uh, We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni tomorrow, a couple of his comments from his presser. We'll also... I believe coming up either tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll hear from Tony Kemper. Have you gone to a women's game yet? Well, you got a week off. The ladies will be on the road. But have you been to a women's game yet? If you have the opportunity, go out and support the women. The men are on the road when the women are home. So it's not as if you're going to miss much. You want to keep an ear on the men's game, you can do so. You can listen to the game on the streaming app. You can take a radio with you. You can follow it that way. Plenty of ways to follow them in. You can take your phone and stream the game. Okay, you got you got ways to do it. If you have time, head out to the Henderson Center. It's five bucks to get in. And I remember a time when Marshall women's basketball was as good if not better than the men's program. Think of what that would look like here. you got a team that is working its tail off. And you can say that with the men, too. The men are working their tails off. The women are working their tails off. They're getting it done. They're putting it together. And they're having fun doing it. Bigger crowd means more fun, more energy. So, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm shilling a little bit here. Maybe I'm... I'm, I'm pumping the women's team up a little bit here. I'm hyping them up a little bit more, and I'm being blatant about it. It's because they're doing a fantastic job, and I would love to see 
Tony Kemper and that team get as much support as possible because I think he's doing a good job. I always believed he was doing a good job. The only bad thing I think to say about Coach Kemper is that I can't be his friend for about six more days. I'm not friends with Tony Kemper right now because he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I'm not. I am a Bengals fan. He is a Chiefs fan. And I had to whisper that because somebody walked by with a Kansas City um, shirt on just a moment ago. I had to be careful here because they were giving me the they were giving me the stink eye. I didn't I didn't appreciate that because the Chiefs are playing the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, and so my friendship with Coach Kemper is um, it's on hold right now. We paused that. We're going to be professional. We're you know gonna support his program and support his team. Um, him personally, no, not supporting him because um, he pointed out to me a few weeks ago how great the Kansas City Chiefs were, and look where that got him. He's been a little quiet since on that front. So I have a feeling if the Bengals fall in the AFC Championship game, uh, it's going to be full press Tony Kemper from now until the next time they play. I don't know. So all kidding aside, even though he's a Chiefs fan, I love what Coach Kemper's doing with that program. So you need to get out there and support him if you can. If you can go to a game. I mean, maybe if you got some kids, you got some. Yeah, you got some kids who haven't been out there yet. Every time there's a lot of kids at the women's game, and I'm able to go, they're having a blast. And I know the students are having fun right now because they're doing the. They did the lemonade promotion. They did the ice cream. They were giving away the free ice cream, and now they gave away the free lemonade. And I'm here sitting thinking, maybe I should have done my show from the women's game. Maybe I should have been able to find a way, just find a little place where I could, I could maybe swipe some of that lemonade because they're really hustling to, to get this team a lot of support. And I'm grateful they're doing that. And I hope they do that for all the other teams at Marshall, including the men's team. And we're talking football as well. I'm hoping that Marshall comes up with great ways to promote a fun time at either the football stadium, the soccer field, the pitch, the Cam Henderson Center, the tennis courts, the volleyball, anything, anything to get these student-athletes all that support. I am on board with it. But back to my original point, get out to see the women. Texter writes, boo KYC, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, boo KC. Yeah, boo KC. Boo Kansas City. That's going to be my story for the next for the next six more days. This is going to be the first time that these two teams have uh, met in the playoffs. The Bengals beat the Chiefs 34-31 in Week 17. It snapped the Chiefs' eight-game winning streak. The Chiefs, they're no stranger to this. Fourth consecutive AFC Championship game. They've won two of the previous three, including the last two. And they're the first team in the NFL to host a conference championship game in four straight seasons. However, the Bengals are undefeated at AFC championship games. Bet you didn't know that, casual fan. The Bengals, 2-0 in AFC championship games. The only other team to be undefeated in a championship game, the Giants, 5-0 in championship games. This is since the merger. There you have it. It's Bengals news you didn't get anywhere else but here. That's going to do it for this edition. 
live at the Union Pub and Grill. We'll be back here next Monday, but we'll be back on the air tomorrow to do it all over again, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.